0: Starry County the mustang still runs free The eagle soars above the pinion pines And we know these horses stand for something That is precious and more rare than all the silver
1: Hi, welcome to Horse Sense 101. I'm your host, Joe Jones, Vale, Oregon's resident redneck and owner of Joe Jones Performance Horses. Horse Sense 101 is a podcast dedicated to helping you have a meaningful relationship with your horse and for them to be a willing partner in all your adventures. The podcast is available every Monday morning at 6 a.m. Mountain Time, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Don't forget to join us on our Facebook group, Horse Sense 101. You can also find the podcast link, calendar, and news about our upcoming events on our webpage, www.horse-sense101.com, and sign up for our newsletter there as well. And if you have a moment and are so inclined, please leave a review on Podchaser. It's free, and I would really appreciate it. Well, this week I wanted to have uh, a conversation with uh, everybody about selling your horse. I did a podcast uh, some weeks ago about buying horses, and I uh, just got back from uh, the... Willamette Valley in Oregon with my wife. Uh, we delivered three geldings that we sold to some families over there, and we uh, had the privilege of attending the livestock auction, the horse sale in Eugene or in, in Junction City, where we uh, purchased a nice young gilding and, and brought him home. And and uh, I just thought, you know, it could be, it'd be, could be kind of fun to, to talk about um, the things that go into selling a horse um maybe you have a horse you want to sell and you're not sure how to go about it you might not know you know really what's my horse worth uh, what's the best way to get the best amount of money for it i can so let's let's talk about that um and my my first piece of advice um is when you get ready to sell your horses is get your horse sale ready you know if you think about it if you were going to sell your car um you probably wouldn't just drag it out by the by the road in front of your house and slap a big old for sale sign on it crooked and hope for somebody to come along and give you all the money in the world for it um you'd probably go detail your car you'd probably wash it um you'd have a, a mechanic steam clean the engine and tune it up make sure everything's working you know make sure that the you know, if the cruise control wasn't working, you got that working. If the tires were about ready to fall off of it, you probably put, you know, put a nice new set of tires on it and 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 get everything cleaned up, detailed, uh, make it spotless. And, and you would do that because you know that you're going to get the very best amount of money for it and it's going to be easier to sell if it looks like it just, you know, just came off the showroom floor. Well, really, the same thing goes for getting your horse ready for sale. One of the things you're going to need to do is make sure that your horse is in excellent health. Um, you know, make sure that their dental work is up to date. If if they uh, need to see a chiropractor, make sure that their chiropractic's done. Um, make sure they're up to date on their vaccinations. Make sure that they're up to date on worming. And you know, if their feet need to be trimmed. Uh, get them trimmed. If they need to be shod, get them shod. Um, another thing you might want to consider, especially um, on more expensive horses, is is arrange your own vet care or your own vet check. Um, while it's still it's still in the sell the buyer's responsibility to do their own due diligence. Uh, and if they want to have a pre-purchase exam done, they need to do that at their expense. Um, I see more and more sellers um, taking their horse to the veterinarian and getting X-rays done, radiographs done on on their legs and on their hocks. Um, getting uh, you know, make sure that you get your coggins done so they're ready to ship out of state if that's necessary. But but get that uh, get that professional veterinarian to check your horse out uh, it, for you know for two reasons. One if the, if the horse's, uh, x-rays are clean, you know, that's going to open up to a lot more buyers to want to come look at your horse. Um, and you know, if there's, if there's health issues that you didn't know about, you know, your veterinarian is going to check, is going to know about that. He'll, he'll tell you, Hey, you know, this horse needs to have, you know, maybe we need to put the horse on a meprazole. He's got some ulcers going on. um, That, uh, pre, you know, basically a pre-sale exam instead of a pre-purchase exam can really help you out as a seller. And and along those lines is, you know, make your horse look good. Um, you know, one of the things we're going to want to do is, is pictures and videos. Uh, in, in today's, today's world, the internet is king. There's, I don't know how many horses get sold, that don't at least have some presence on the internet they they might you know the days of them being in a newspaper ad or in the quarter horse news uh, in a classified ad uh, those days have pretty much gone the way of the dinosaur uh, internet advertising and online uh, horse sale uh, sites are, are king that it, it reaches a tremendous amount of buyers so when, when, if you're going to do that, you need to have great pictures um, and they need to be bright. They need to be clear. Um, they need to show all of the details of your of your horse. You know, you, you need to be able to see their their legs, their their so so that professional or prospective buyers can um, evaluate their confirmation, evaluate their condition, uh, really think about it. If you were trying to buy a horse, what pictures would you want to see? You know, would you would you want to see a horse, a picture of a horse? You know, three hundred yards away that you could see, yeah, it's a horse. Or would you like close ups so that you could see if their conformation was correct? You know, what what kind of uh, condition are they are they in? Have you know are they clean? Is it, are, so if you take you know clean your horse up, make sure it looks good. Um, you know, put show sheen on it, give it a bath, clean it up make sure that it's you know it's throat latch and its jawline is clipped up and you know if you if you're not grazing them out on pasture you know clip the clip them there around their muzzle make their you know, put some oil on their face make them look pretty um, get a bridle path cut in them if if they're uh, if that's something you want to do um, braid one of the things I love to do and I love to see this. Is I love to see their tail and their mane braided, and then take that braid out just before you take pictures. That I think that curly uh, mane and the curly tail, um, it it just it just shows prospective buyers that hey, I love this horse. I really, you know, I I take care of him. He's pampered. Uh, He's worth it. You know, he this is. This is, you know, really a show horse, and and we care about him, and that comes through in the in the pictures, and it comes through in the videos. So, you know, take, you know, if you can do it in this in 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 the right light, get, you know, if you need to get a professional photo, photographer involved, you know, if it's an expensive horse, you know, it might be worth hiring a professional photographer to come out and do a shoot. You know, if this is a thirty forty thousand dollar horse, um, you know, you might be able to drop it and, and really. Uh, be a good idea to drop, you know, eight, nine hundred dollars in in videos and and photos for this horse, um, you know, to have somebody come out and take professional video and and adjust the light and and adjust everything. So it's uh, it, it has the best production value. Um, and on that video, um, you know, if, if one of the things I I like to see not a ten-minute video, not a twenty-minute video. I like to see a two or three-minute video that shows what your horse can do. Um, you know, if it's a raining horse, you know, I want to be able—I want to see a picture of this horse. You know, doing a big, big uh, fast circle, a, a slow, small circle. I want to see his stops. I want to see his rollbacks. I want to see his turnarounds. I want to see his lead changes. And that doesn't take a fifteen-minute video to show. Um, You know, make sure that all of the, whatever it is your horse, if he's a competitive trail horse, you know, let's see that, that horse going over the bridge and going through a gate. And, and we don't need to see 15 minutes of walking between the obstacles. You know, we, we want to see what this horse can do. And so when you take your video, keep that in mind that, you know, 10, 15 minute videos, Everybody's gonna tune that out. You know, the people on the internet have a 30 second attention span. so if you don't really grab them and show them something in the first 30 seconds, they're not even gonna watch all of a two minute video. Uh, so really uh, you know it's just it's just everything. Um, good videos, good pictures. And, and to go with that, you know write an awesome ad. Um, and this is something that I personally struggle with. Um, I'm not a terribly creative guy. Um, and so I really have to sweat and and cry and, and, and it's doesn't come natural for me at all. Um, but I've read a ton of ads for horses for sale and I've read some stuff that was just fantastic. Um, and when it's creative it gets your attention. You want to read the whole thing. It really sets everything off. Um, so, you know, make sure that you're, you know, write, write that great ad and make sure that that ad tells people about your horse. Um, what, you know, what makes your horse so special? What, what characteristics, characteristics does your horse have? And, and make it detailed. It, you know, it, needs to, it needs to have all the information that you need to know about a horse, um, but don't go on and on. You know, keep it short, keep it direct, um, and at the very least, it needs to have, you know, what breed is this horse, how old, its gender, its height, its temperament, its training level, um, its location, wh- where's this horse at, um, and, and you know, really talk up your horse's accomplishment. I mean, if he's won $35,000 in working cow horse competition, and, and he's got you know, a, a, a title as a three-year-old at the national, if he was a finalist at the national finals, snaffle alphabet for charity, you know, say that. Um, you know, if he's been the high point amateur at the local horse show, absolutely let people know that. Um, talk up what that horse can do and what he's done and what he can do for a prospective owner. You know, if, if this is a kid's horse, you know, tell people that, this horse will take care of their kids and keep them safe. Um, and when you've got you've got this ad, this, this ad written, these videos and these pictures, um, you need to figure out you know where where are you going to advertise it? Um, you know, and there's some really good websites out there. Um, there's uh, Dream Horse Equine Now um, that uh, do a you know worldwide. People all over the world can see your horse if you advertise on them. Um, I uh, I heard an advertisement over the weekend on a on a podcast by Andre Fapani. Um He discussed uh, a new site that came out last summer called Equine Trader, and Equine Trader is really really unique in that they actually you can actually search that site by discipline by sire by dam, by how much money the, the horse has won. It, it, it's really, really uh, a versatile search tools where you don't have to look at the, you know, there's 15,000 horses advertised on it right now, but you can narrow it down. If you're looking for a, a finished cutting horse, you can look at, you know, narrow that down to 15 horses that fit your, your price point um, and not have to look at, all the other horses that obviously aren't going to work for what you want to do. Um, and and something that, that I've really been, been working with, you know, lately, um, is marketing with social media. Now we all know you can't put a horse for sale and put their price on Facebook because you will get put in Facebook jail. Um, and nobody wants that, right? Um, but here's, here's the real the real thing. Facebook, everybody's on Facebook. It's the most powerful marketing tool that we have at our disposal. But you have to know how it works. Um, and, and what you need to understand is that Facebook is there to sell advertising. Um, when people go onto their computer or go onto their phone and they start scrolling through Facebook, you know we all do it you know what are you watching what what does the what does Facebook let you see what shows up on your feed? well, what shows up on your feed is there's a there's a computer generated algorithm and I'm not really sure I even know what an algorithm is but um, I, I'm, I'm told it's, it's a computer's way of deciding what you get to look at. Um, and, and what that computer does is it it has figured out, you know, how to keep you, co- to continue to waste time on your phone, right? You know, we, we don't really need Facebook, but it's very entertaining. And once Facebook figures out what makes you giggle and what makes you laugh and, and keeps you scrolling They'll show you more and more and more of that. Um, And so what what they do to base that on is, is what you watch, what you like, what you share. So when you put your ad on Facebook, you want to make sure that you get the most possible engagement with that. You can't just put an ad on your homepage or on your Facebook page and think that, the billion people that are on Facebook are going to see your ad because they're not. You know, if you just post something on your wall and you're you're not regularly uh, active on Facebook, nobody's going to see it. Um, you know, maybe your mom um, and your brother and your sister that, you know, you regularly converse with on Facebook. You know, they might see that, you know, you posted something, but nobody else is. And so what you have to do to make Facebook actually work is you have to have engagement. That means you have to send your ad to people and get them to comment on it. And when they comment on it, you comment on their comment and you get you put the put likes on their comments to your comments and have them put likes on your comments to their comments and the more engagement, the more hits that you have. The more likes and the more shares and the more comments you have on your ad, Facebook goes, the computers that run this thing go, oh, well, there's people that are interested in this, so we'll show it to a few more people. Well, when it shows it to a few more people, you need to get in there and engage those people. So you have to be active. If you're going to use Facebook as a marketing tool, you have to be actively involved with your your ad. And so... You know, share it with with horse groups around the country. Whatever works, you know, whatever uh, ones that you have the most engagement in, share them to that group. And then, if somebody hits a like on your ad, if somebody says you know, likes it, tag them in a post and make a comment and say, oh, thank you, you know, thank you, Brianna, for for telling me you like my horse. You know, isn't he pretty? I mean, so when you when you do your you do your comments, ask a question. And ask a question so that whoever made their comment can reply to your comment. And if you can and get people engaged in having a conversation and maybe get three or four more people involved, instead of 15 people seeing your Facebook post, 1,000 people will see your Facebook post. Maybe 10,000 people. So the more people that will see your Facebook post, the more people are going to know that you have this horse, this amazing horse for sale, um, and they Facebook sees the more people that are talking about it, the more people you know, more people they show it to, and we've all seen that if we go to these Facebook group sites or these horse sites that you'll see a horse for sale that's got you know 41 comments on it or 400 comments on it and you know 241 likes. Well, if you have that many comments and that many likes, that means there's a ton of people have seen that ad. And and that's the power of social media, right? Right there, social media 101 that, you know, I mean, I don't know who wants to take lessons from a 57-year-old cowboy, but um, I've done a lot of research to try and figure out, well, how does this whole Facebook thing work? Well, that's frankly how this Facebook thing works. And once you once you embrace it and use it to your advantage, um, you can trick the algorithm and get, you know, get your ad out there in front of people, and and that's really what it's about. Um, you know, Craigslist and and Dreamhorse, all those work too, and and you can you can link those up with social media as well. Um, and you know, of course. One of the other things you can do—I've I've talked about this—is is you can put your horse in a horse sale. Um, you know, and, and it's not necessarily a bad thing to take your horse to an auction. Uh, we talked earlier about you know what happens when you uh, you're doing your comparative market analysis and you're doing your appraisal of your horse. You know, you see this one horse that went through the auction that's like yours, but you know, it's it sold for this uh, this shockingly high amount. Well, that happens all the time. When two people with money go to the horse sale and they want a horse, um, they, they will bid, you know, what's past a, a reasonable market value for this horse um, because they just by dang have the money to own that horse. And it's no longer uh, a shopping spree. It's a competition. And and whoever has the most money is the one that's going to win the race. And if your horse is in that in that situation, um, you as the uh, as the owner are, are going to get to cash a very large check. And that is probably the biggest upside um, to marketing your horse um, at a horse auction. Um, another plus to selling horses on a horse auction is really once once the gavel falls. The sale is completed um, and your marketing efforts at that point can stop. So you don't have to worry about going, you know, for endless weeks and endless months trying to sell your horse, talking to, you know, 50 people a day. Um, You know, you can put the horse in the sale and maybe only have two weeks or three weeks that you need to entertain questions and, and work on your marketing. And then at the end of that horse sale, your horse is you know, in, in somebody else's care and you get your check and you can, you can move on to the next project. Um, so, and, and you may get a substantial payday. You may be able to get more for your horse at auction than you ever could trying to sell it from your home. Um, because you may have never even thought of, of advertising or asking, um, that much money for your horse. Um, so I, I guess at that point, let's, let's talk a little bit about, you know, one of the one of the important things that we need to do is we need to figure out if we're going to sell our horse, what are we going to ha- what are we going to ask for it? You know, what is my horse worth? Um, well, you know that that has been undergoing some dramatic adjustments in the last two years. Um, I uh, I I believe that you know horse prices today aren't outrageous I think horses are very nearly um, they're still underpriced they' they're still you can still buy a horse for less money than it would cost you to raise and train it um, so having having said that you know what why have, why have horse prices risen so drastically well I, I think we've got two things that we can point at one we can point at, you know, it, it's really an economics economics 101 um, price is a function of supply and demand um, so on one side um, since about 2008 the supply of horses has been uh, steadily on the decline um, with the uh, last slaughterhouse in the United States closing and all uh, all slaughter horses having to be taken out of the country, um, that really had a negative impact on the price of horses, and so a lot of a lot of ranches and a lot of horse breeders that were breeding horses just threw up their hands and quit um, they They sold their studs, they sold their brood mares, and they got out of the business. I know the American Quarter Horse Association and the American Paint Horse Association have seen drastic decreases in the number of applic- applications for registration. Over the last 15 years, Um, so the supply of horses has steadily dwindled. Um, Also, in uh, in ranching, the advent of using helicopters and four wheelers and things other than saddle horses to uh, do day to day ranch jobs has been on a steady increase. And so, you know, ranches uh, back in you know days gone by were one of the biggest suppliers of broke trail horses for the public um, they would bring these you know get these young horses raised on the ranch and the young cowboys would get on them and get them get them bucked out and use them on the ranch as a as a ranch horse for six or seven years and when they got got old enough to, uh, to where they wanted a younger one to to start over again with they'd they'd market that 10 12 year old ranch horse uh, and and start over well the the supply of ranch young cowboys has been on a sharp decline as well um, there's fewer and fewer people that can actually afford to live that that lifestyle with the the cost of insurance and 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 pickups and everything that you need uh, it's really hard to you know work on a ranch as a young family make you know fifteen hundred dollars a month you uh, You just you just can't really afford to uh, young people can't afford to be on a ranch. They can make more money working at McDonald's. And so the number of young people that work at these ranches with the skill set able to train these horses has drastically uh, gone down, uh, further restricting the supply of broke horses. Um, And so that coupled with the pandemic Of beginning in the spring of 2020, uh, people were all of a sudden not able to go out to eat. They were not able to go to the movies. Uh, They couldn't go on airplanes. They couldn't go on vacation. Um, So they and and then the government, you know, gave them uh, substantial checks uh, to offset their costs. So you can only buy so many big screen TVs. And only sit in the house so long before you start going stir crazy. And so people decided that, well, we've got to do something outside and we've got to do something that, you know, we can socially, you know, have do safely that we can socially distance. And, and there's, that really, you know, boils down to about, you know, two things. You can ride, uh, ATVs or you can ride horses up and up, you know, on the beach and in the mountains, and so, very quickly, the price of ATVs uh, went skyrocketing, and, and the availability went to zero. Um, I, I, I still, I, it's still difficult to find a used four wheeler. Um, and the same thing happened with horses. Um, you know, people who were, you know, once showing horses at an amateur level, um, found that. Uh, you know there was fewer horses available because the uh, the lower end of those those performance horses were being used, being sucked up by trail horses. Uh, people wanting just everyday riding horses, um, and so they had to, you know, pay for trainers to uh, you know, start over and, and, and buy younger horses and train them. Um, and because of that demand, the the cost to train a horse. Um, because it's more expensive to own a pickup and it's more expensive to buy a training facility or rent a training facility. You know, the cost of training has gone up. It had to. Um, so that that pressure um, was there from the demand side. Um, so when you have high demand and, and a diminished supply, um, that always leads to higher pricing. Um, so you know, when, uh, when we, when we look at that, uh, put it in context, really the, the price of horses, you know, it, it did go up drastically. Um, but are still not a, they're still not unaffordable. Um, you know, there's, if you, if you don't like the price of horses, you know, one thing that, that you can do is you can train your own. If you, if you want to avail yourself, you can go buy a yearling, and and you can still get untrained horses, you know, fairly reasonable. Um, there, you know, I, I I've got uh, I've got a yearling, uh, just gelded colt right now that, you know, he's he's pretty cool looking little guy, you know. I'd sell him for a thousand dollars, and if you wanna, if you wanna go. Uh, Take that horse and and make a saddle horse out of him, and put in the time and the effort, and you have that skill set. Well, you don't have to spend you know seven thousand dollars on a young horse. You can you can buy one pretty cheap that's already you know already raised and make them yourself if that's what you want to do. Um, so there are alternatives um, if you if you have that skill set. Um. So, you know what. Uh, what do we what What do we want to do with this? Um, so how how do we how do we set the value of our horse? Well, you know again I think going to an auction and and sit you know just sit there um, and study past uh, past auction results and fairly compare what your horse can and can't do with what those horses can and can't do, and I think you'll come up with. A a pretty, a pretty close estimation. At least you're going to be able to have a discussion with the buyer, and you're going to say to that, be able to say to that buyer, "Look, this is what horses like mine are selling for right now. You know, my horse is better than, you know, this horse just sold for this. My horse is better in this in this area than that horse was. Maybe not as good as that horse was in this area. I mean, maybe my horse is two years older than that horse." You know, so my horse is a little more experienced, but, you know, it doesn't have as many years of professional training as that horse. Um, But you can begin to defend what you're asking for your horse. Um, And if you ask a fair price, especially in this market, you know, if you hit that price, if you if you price your horse correctly, um, you will have no trouble, you know, selling your horse for, for your asking price. Um, and again, if you don't want to fool with that, you know, you know, be, be advised when you sell the horse yourself, um, through, through the internet, um, you, you need to be able to, and be in a position where you can be attentive to your buyers. Um, you need to spend the time, you know, answering the phone and answering the same question, you know, one of, one of the things that we all joke about is we can put their age, their height, their sex, their color, their temperament, their training. We can put all of that stuff in their ad, and then we're going to get a question. Well, you know, how old is your gilding? Um, well, you know, it's it's obviously a three-year-old mare if you would read the ad. So, um, you know, be prepared that you know you're you're gonna you're gonna take great pictures. Um, you're going to tell a great story and you're still going to have somebody in the comments when you've asked them to private message you for a price on Facebook. They're still going to ask you, you know, how much do you want for your mare when, you know, it's it's a gelding and, you know, you, you've already asked them not to ask for that in the comments, but to private message you. So, you know, be patient, be understanding Um, and understand that people, you know, people don't have time to read a lot of ads. They just see a shiny picture and assume that it's for sale. And, you know, while, while you may not, uh, sell your horse to the first person that inquires about it, um, this is how I look at it. When, when somebody makes one of those comments on, on my horse and, and they, you know, ask, ask a question that's already answered in the ad and just saying, hey, moron, read the ad. Um, Engage them in a conversation. And this is is the strategy I want y'all to understand is engage that person that asks that foolish question in the ad and answer their questions one at a time with a question. And every time you ask a question, like your own comment, and every time they ask you a question or reply, like their comment, because the the algorithm is counting, it's counting ticks. So every like is is a point. You know, it's like it's like they're keeping score. So every comment is a point. Every like is a point. Every share is a point. So get as many of those points on each ad as you possibly can. Um, so instead of answering their questions all at once. You know, answer them one at a time and wait and answer their question. You know, if they, if they say, how old is your horse? You can say, well, he's four years old. What age of horse are you looking for? And ask them, you know, engage them. And I promise it will make a big difference in how many people actually see your ad. Um, well, that, that's really all I have this week on, uh, on how to use the Internet to market your horse. Um, You know, write a good ad, uh, take good pictures, take a great video and price your horse correctly. And and in today's market, if you've got, you know, if you've got a horse that just about anybody can ride that can swing a leg over your horse, I promise you there's a there's a buyer for that horse. Um, Because, you know, people people love horses. They're the they're they're the, in my opinion, the greatest animal on the planet. Um, They they give me so much joy that uh, you know, I, I just I just feel blessed every morning when I get up and I get to go feed my horses and 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 see you know see everybody's personality and, and how they relate to me and how they relate to each other. Um, you know, it's it's just it, it's just the best thing um, for your soul that I can imagine. Um, so if you need to sell if you need to sell a horse, hopefully this uh, this information has been useful. Um, you know, and if you've, if you've, if you've got a horse you want to sell and you don't want to fool with all this, well, you know, you can contact me and, and I'd be more than happy to, to help you out with this and, and I can help you sell your horse. There's certainly other, uh, there's other professionals that do that. Um, you know, you can, you can hire this, hire this out if you don't want to deal with it. Um, so I hope, uh, hope this is helpful. And uh I look forward to having a, a conversation with you guys again next week. Um, next week, we've got uh, the owner of the Billings Livestock Horse Sale, Jan Parker, is going to join us and talk about uh, the upcoming horse sale there and and her horsemanship journey. And I know that's going to be a lot of fun for, for all of us. So I look forward to that. I appreciate your attention. God bless you and have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you so much for joining me on Horse Sense 101 a podcast dedicated to helping you have that meaningful relationship with your horse you always wanted to have. Please tell your horsey friends about us and invite them to join us on our Facebook group, Horse Sense 101, and every Monday for our podcast available at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. I'd like to thank you, my listeners, members, as well as my wife and friends that make all this possible. God bless you and have a wonderful week. Up
0: in Story County, the Mustang still runs free soars above the pinion pines And we know these horses stand for something that is precious and more rare than all the silver and the gold from them old mines So let them run Let them run Let them, run. Let them why your ponies run Don't you brand them, don't you break them Don't you let them Take the single one, let them run.